What's the difference between making money on the side and running a business? There's probably a dozen ways to answer that, but if I had to give you my answer, I'd say it has to do with how you manage your money. Early on in the WordPress space, people were learning they could make money with their work, but were not managing it properly. I think we're seeing something similar in the creator space. So I've brought in profit expert Nev Harris to tell us the four ways to find hidden profit in your business and get your finances in order. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 277 of How I Built It. I'm really excited for you to hear my conversation with Nev Harris. And we do have an extended version of the conversation for members. So if you'd like to get ad-free extended versions of this and every episode of how I built it, as well as access to my live stream archives where I build in public and lots of other bonus content, you can sign up on the show notes page over at howibuilt.it slash 277. There, you can sign up for 50 bucks a year. That's less than five bucks a month. You'll also get all of the show notes. Again, that link is howibuilt.it slash 277. Thanks to this week's sponsors, Text Expander, Nexus, and LearnDash. You'll hear about them later on in the show. But for now, let's get to the intro and then the interview. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast that helps small business owners create engaging content that drives sales. Each week, I talk about how you can build good content faster to increase revenue and establish yourself as an authority. I'm your host, Joe Casabona. Now let's get to it. All right. I am here with Nev Harris, profit expert, friend of the show, or maybe I'm a friend of his show because I was on his <laughs> podcast. We know each other from the WordPress space, but we're not here to talk about WordPress. We're here to talk about making you and, and, and your business more financially stable. Nev, how are you today? I am fantastic, my friend. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Let me tell you, uh, I started I started the backup recording for this too late because I had to do a <laughs> test and so I stopped it and then I forgot to hit record again. We had just the most fantastic pre-show where Nev talks about backroom deals of certain industries <laughs> and things like that, that, uh, you know, that'll be on the B sides one day, the, the part of the conversation I captured, <laughs> uh, assuming Nev signs a release and is okay with it many years in the future. But, uh, Nev, I'm really excited to talk to you today because you are a profit expert. Yes. And, um, and I think that especially, so I, I, I've been, uh, this show started, pretty squarely in the WordPress space. But as I've moved beyond the WordPress space, I've made this targeted more towards small business owners, but especially creators who I kind of feel are at a place now where WordPress was maybe 10 years ago, right? Where now more like creating content has gotten more accessible for more people. And so people are just doing it. And now they're kind of starting to make money and they don't really no best practices or they never thought this would be a business and now it kind of is a business. So why don't you, in in your own words, why did you become a profit expert? Well, because exactly what you said, I saw friends struggling with the exact same thing. They got into a business because they were good at what the business did. 
but they didn't realize that they had to be good at a couple other things. And that maybe what the business did wasn't one of the, wasn't one of the most important things they had to be good at. And, and one of them that I knew very well was money. And so I helped friends doing that. And then it got, it took off from there. And I started helping more and more people like, understand how to manage their money so that they could be around because having a small business is tough. And, you know, if you give yourself an advantage by being more profitable in the beginning, you could be around longer and you have a chance of, you know, becoming much bigger and more profitable and doing bigger things with that money. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Right. And again, the, the analogy or the analog in the WordPress space, right, is a lot of those early plugins that had commercial success, had commercial success because they were kind of first movers. Mm-hmm. But they were developers who didn't really know how to run a business. So when it became time to run a business, there were growing pains or they got weeded out or some just completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. Running a small business is tough. I had the benefit of starting my small business in high school. So I had a lot of <laughs> leeway to mess things up. But when I got out of school, I lost my first safety net. And then when I had my, my, when my daughter was born and I started doing this full time, I lost all safety nets. I had more risks. And so I knew I had to do it right. Um, so let's, let's start here. Well, first of all, you said something in the pre-show that I just, I just want to get out of the way, right? Um, you've run a couple of businesses in the past, right? A direct, uh, a, Direct Mail Magazine, which yes. Nev just taught me is is in the Northeast. We call those circulars, basically <laughs> coupon books um, that get sent to you direct via mail. Um, you kind of parlayed that into a, I guess we'll say web design agency, but really you'd create these marketing strategies that you would then implement. Yep. And one way was with WordPress, which is how you got in, involved in the WordPress space. So yep. you had a couple of businesses before this. Um, the pandemic hit and you had some things going on in your personal life where you had to put this business on hold. But I also noticed that you've done things like hire a PR person, hire a coach. So um, what's that? What's it like having the mindset of knowing you need to invest in your business (laughs) early on? So it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a luxury and it's, it's a, it's a benefit and, uh, it's definitely a leg up. And what, so, but what allows you to have that is managing money. Like I've had businesses for 20 years and I didn't start my first business with like being able to, um, with saying, okay, I'm going to have $15,000 a month in expenses and no income. So, right. because that's unrealistic. But when you, when you manage your money well, you know, over time. And then 20 years later, when you're like, hmm, I think I want to go whole hog on this business and put a stop on what's uh, making me money. Because I like, I didn't have a choice. I mean, I had gotten really sick, like deathly ill for like 15 months and I was out of it, you know, but being that, you know, I had uh, amassed some savings and, you know, I had a business that could run without me being involved in the daily basis, even though it took a hit. I, I mean, I was able to do that. But, you know, even back when, when I first started, I always knew that, you know, there's a, there's a thing, and this is coming from a finance person, you have to spend money to make money. But you have to spend smart money to make money, not just spend money willy-nilly. 
And there's ways to know which money's smart and which money's not. So, yeah, I I love that, right? And Lexi Grant was on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe a couple of months ago. By the time this comes out. Um, <laughs> And and she kind of said the same thing, right? She started her business. They got acquired.com. Um, and she was able to invest in that business because she uh, sold her last business. And instead of just like blowing that money on some nonsense, right? She she knew that she could invest it and spend, spend money on content writers and uh, a really well-made, like highly produced podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Listening to early episodes of your podcast, I could tell it was maybe more produced than than mine, right? You had the intro, you had some some fancy editing done. Mine's really more of a, a linear type thing. And that's like, an at this point, it's an artistic choice for me. When I first started, <laughs> it was like, I can't spend any money. Uh, I'm, I'm like paying an editor like 20 bucks <laughs> to edit this. Um, but you know, having some some money and some savings and some runway, honestly, mm-hmm. in place allows you to make better decisions and do things like, I don't know, not hire anybody who's just willing to throw any amount of money at you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, so speaking of that, like that that was smart money I spent uh, on the podcast intro. There was some dumb money too that I did a pre <laughs> that I did a um uh what is it when you uh did the teaser for the podcast coming oh, out? Yeah, I spent a lot trailer. of money and wrote a script, and I got people to say you know to make lines. It was really really funny, but nobody heard it. <laughs> Probably cost me a couple thousand dollars. To produce this complete waste of money. Stupid money spent. That's funny. <laughs> but if you go back and listen to it, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> I, I I did listen to it. And that I think that is the impression, right? Because I'm like a narcissist, right? I knew I was going to be early on in the show. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I made it into the trailer. Um, I did. <laughs> yeah, Spoiler yeah. alert. Uh, <laughs> you, did, you did. You did. I did. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, but I, I remember thinking like, wow, this is like, did he hire like a production company to do this? Is he like really good at audio editing? And I had no idea. Like, um, so, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's smart money, there's stupid money. We're all probably going to do it. But like, I mean, you, you were aware of that, right? Um, and, uh, oh, just circling back really quick. I think I touched on something that's probably worth mentioning too, right? Is when you spend your your money the right way, right? I talked about this in a WordCamp talk where I mentioned like being ready for the famine, like there's the feast and the famine. Um, if, if you hit the famine and you have no work, then you're, you're more likely to cut expenses that you probably need to run right. your business, right? putting more work on yourself. And then you're just going to accept any client who's like, yeah, I need a website for like 500 bucks. Can you do it? Right, and in your mind, it's like, well, that's five hundred bucks I don't have, right? So, um, mm-hmm. but I know in the pre-show you kind of you kind of mentioned something about that as well. Yeah, I, I, I and and we did this, so it's just like, <laughs> and I found this out real quickly. It's you could sell a website for five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever, and that person. It's going to be just as much work as building that $15,000 website. But that person is going to fight with you over $50, $100, okay? And, and, and you're like, that's 
20% of what, you know, I can't give you that. That's my profit margin. But you, you sell a $15,000 website, that person, their time is so valuable. If they could afford a $15,000 website, they're not going to, they're, they're not going to hassle over a hundred dollars because it's not worth it to them. Because even if they win, they've lost because their time is worth more than a hundred dollars an hour. You know, so, and then that's the difference, but we think we're not, um, we, we don't think we're qualified enough in the beginning to sell that $15,000 website. Well, here's the thing you are, and you should. And because there are so many people fighting for that $1,000 website, and there's so few people fighting for that $10,000 website. So, you know, you, you, you have so much less competition and so much easier of a chance getting those bigger websites. Yeah, I love that. There's so much more competition at the bottom. Right? It's like a race to the bottom. You want to mm-hmm. avoid the race to the bottom. Um, and I, I love that. I, I've been there too. I've accepted, I accepted a nightmare client in college for, it was like a $300 website and then her down payment bounced, like the check bounced and my account was overdrawn and, uh, or it was the final payment maybe, but I mean, I was in college and I had no money. Um, and you know, I, I basically said, I'm like, you need, you said, She's like, I told you not to cash that check until Thursday. I'm like, you also told me that you needed the site launched on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, so the site comes down and now you get to pay me and the overdraw fees. Like I, I at least had the chutzpah to say that. Yeah. But yeah, accepting nightmare clients is going to be definitely more work than it's worth. So you want to find the, per- like, so you want to find the person who knows your worth and side sidebar on that, right? Somebody asked me to make them an e-commerce website that was going to have like 50,000 medical products that were being fed in from various APIs and stuff like that. And I said, it'll cost $25,000. And they said, that's a lot of money. And I said, that's 50 cents a product. (laughs) Is your site not worth 50 cents a product? And they're like, well, when you put it that way, (laughs) yeah. Um, But in order for you to charge what you're worth, to make clients believe what you're worth, you need to know what you're worth, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just be looking at the bottom line going, I have no money, I need to take money. So um, the main topic for this episode is, is uh, helping business owners find profit hidden in their business. What kind of profit is, is hidden? Like, how do you, how is the, how is there hidden profit? <laughs> well, there's a hidden profit in your business because you're, you're, you're running your business in the dark without any insight into what's going to happen in the future. So let me, let me tell you a story real quick here. Um, there's something called the Stroop test, and I find this to be really fascinating, and maybe you will. So I want you to try this, but not during the podcast. After okay. the podcast, you try this, especially not if you're driving. So, because <laughs> that would be really, really bad. So <laughs> I want you to write down three words. I want you to write down blue, red, and orange, okay? And I want you to write down blue, but I want you to write in a green pen or on, on, my, on Google Docs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to write red in a yellow pen and then orange in a purple pen, Okay. And then I want you to pause for a second and I want you to go back there and I want you to pronounce blue, red, and orange. 
Now, what's going to happen, and they've done this test a million times in psychology yeah. and everything like that. I've, Have you, I've, you've heard I've taken this test. You yeah. take, so, so Joe knows. Joe yeah. knows. This is true. You, you will pause. You will have a problem saying blue if it's written in green. And so, because, you know, your gut is telling you that that's green, you need to say green, but your mind is saying that it's, it's, it's the word blue. So that's the problem with it. And then there's, um, then you have something called uh, selection bias. Okay, now selection bias is, say, I had a friend who was doing online courses. And if you guys are out there creating stuff and you guys are, you have an audience and you ask your audience, you know, like if you're, you're a good marketer, you ask your audience questions and they respond. I had a friend, 50,000 person uh, Facebook group, and she asked a question about how many, um, how many people like a workbook with their uh, online course? Because she didn't want to create workbooks anymore. 137 people replied to this. 32 of them, I went back and counted, 32 said that they didn't want a workbook. She comes to me and says, Nev, I figured out the problem. I figured out the answer to that question because I'm creating courses too. She's like, they don't want a workbook. And I'm like, that's not what I thought. So I went back and counted them. 102 people said they didn't care or wanted a workbook. Only 35 or, or 32 said they wanted it. Okay? So... All this, what all this says, and the biggest one, I think, and, and, and then I'm going to tell you why I'm telling you these stories. The biggest one is you go to the casino and there's a roulette wheel and they post the past numbers. Those past numbers mean nothing. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> random. <laughs> so, but they post them because your gut feeling says mm, red nine came up three times already. It's not, not going to be red nine for a long time. You know, red nine has just as much chance. I don't even know if red is nine, but red nine has much as chance of coming up as it always has. But our gut tells us something different and we run our business based on our gut. And when we make decisions based on our gut, that's how we spend dumb money. When we spend smart money, we, we're using data because in the absence of clear and concise data, we subconsciously substitute our feelings, our gut feelings for facts. And the reason is we're first degree analytical thinkers. So that, 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 is, that, that is a problem. So, so think about running a business in the dark. You know, if you have a great pipeline of business coming in uh, and, uh, you know, but, you know, you don't have any cash to pay your bills tomorrow. That is a problem because that yeah. pipeline, you can't go to somebody and say, hey, we haven't closed our deal yet, but pay me. Right. So. Right. I, I love that. It's, it's, it's almost like um, the people who, who say, I just need to find the perfect CRM. Like my, my yeah. whole business will fall in place if I, if I buy the right CRM or yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to buy this $5,000 online course and it's going to fix everything in my business. But like, if you're not, that could be smart money, right? It could mm -hmm. accelerate you. But if you're never going to use anything, like then it's dumb money, right? Then you bought it on a feeling. Like, yeah. Oh. So I really, I really love that. Um, I will link, there are definitely like online Stroop tests that you could take. So I'll link to one in the show notes, but <laughs> it's, it's really, really interesting. interesting. I was really proud of myself because I did pretty well on it, I think. Um, and I don't know what that says about like how, the, how I run the rest of my life. You're um, a psychopath. Yeah, no, I'm just like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you're a serial killer. Cool. Um, so hidden profit is is basically like you're, you're, you're not seeing the additional money that could be in your business. This, this reminds me a little bit of... Um, uh, Profit First by Michael Michalowicz, right? Uh, yeah. Where he says like, hey, take the profit out of your business first. Pay yourself first. 
Mm-hmm. Then look at the money you have for expenses, which is a really seems like a really rudimentary thing, but it's really easy to look at your bank account, see ten thousand dollars in it, and then be like, "Oh, I can afford that five thousand dollar trip." Mm-hmm. And then on payday, you're like, "Where's all my money?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Profit first is it's it. There, there, there's some there's some good theory in that book. That the if implementing the like it, it's really good in the beginning, but when your business gets going a little bit, it gets really complex to keep that system up. Yeah, I, I mean, I had to, uh, I had to abandon the method when I, I set up like a proper payroll for myself, right? Yeah. Um, because then I couldn't tell my accountant, well, like, set up a payroll for me and put it in this account, <laughs> and also take an extra five percent and put it in this account. Um, so now, like, I still kind of run those numbers so that I know. Yeah you know, what my like spendable amount is, but I didn't, I don't have four different bank accounts for my Because you trained your brain. Yeah, to, right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, so, that's the key thing. Yeah. Because yeah. now you're, so that, and that's how, that's how the profit's hidden in your business because your brain is trained to look into the future and look for those kind of things where most people's brain isn't trained because we're creative people who have been taught our whole life that we're right-brained and we shouldn't understand money. And then money's talked about in an archaic kind of language. It's just, I think it's just meant to confuse people, to keep accountants and financial planners in a job. So, (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. What can you do with more hours? Repetitive typing, little mistakes, searching for answers. They're all taking precious time away from you. With Text Expander, you can take it back and focus on what matters most. In 2021, Text Expander saved me 34 typing hours. That doesn't even include the collective hours I would have spent looking for responses, links, resources, code, and anything else I type regularly. Talk about creating more efficiently. You will never need to copy paste repetitive responses again. With Text Expander, your knowledge will always be at your fingertips with a quick search or abbreviation. Text Expander is available on all platforms and show listeners get 20% off. Take back your time today at textexpander.com slash podcast. So let's say you've now convinced me I don't want to run my business in the dark. Um, Good. What's, uh, what's my first step? What's the flashlight to find the light switch? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, tell you another story about this. And then, uh, Joe, you as a developer, like, I don't know anything about this. I have a friend who's a developer that, that tells me about this, and I think it's really neat. You might get this, but I think it relates to everybody. There's something called agile development. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I'm going to say stuff, and Joe's like, that's not agile development. So. <laughs> I, I, will not, I will not do that. Live with you. I'll make all the stack corrections. <laughs> Good. You'll make fun in of me the, when we're done. <laughs> in the intro bumper, I'll be like, look, Nev said some things that were wrong, <laughs> but the point was still good. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So she's explaining this to me and Agile, it's kind of cool. It's like you have these sprints, these two week sprints, and then you, you, and you break down a project into two week sprints. And then, you know, and you focus on getting something done and something workable that you've actually made progress on something in two weeks, and then you go over to something else in the project, and you work two weeks, work two weeks. And the overarching goal here is to finish on time and on budget. Now, I don't want you to be an Agile developer. I'm not an Agile developer. But what I want you to do is realize what they're doing is they're focusing on one part. They're seeing results. So they're moving the, for, they're moving the project forward one chunk at a time. Now, how this relates to running a business for a web agency, a creator, like anybody, is 
The overarching goal is we want more profit, okay? So there's three ways then to have more profit. You could have more sales, you could have more money per sale, or you could have lower costs. But we could actually do better than that because that's kind of nebulous. You think, oh, Nev said something really smart. And then you go back and you try to implement it and you're like, where, how, where the hell do I start with this? <laughs> so, <laughs> and this is where I'm going to tell you where this profit could be hiding and how we could do better. And if you believe you don't want to run your business in the dark, this is what you do. You realize there's four areas that you could focus on, okay? There's revenue, which is going to say, what kind of sales am I getting in? And what am I paying to get those sales in? There's profit how much money you're taking home, how much money you're taking for all the blood, sweat, and tears you're putting in. There's looking at your costs because like you said, if you're spending 5,000 on a course and you're spending money on a CRM and you're spending money on this and you're spending money on that, your cost is like death by a thousand cuts. Right. You know? And then there's efficiency. How well are you running your business? How well are you using all the CRM you bought and everything you bought? So what you could do then is you realize you have these four areas So every quarter, work on one of those areas. So say, you know, you're going to work on cutting your costs. So for this one quarter, your goal is going to be cutting your costs. So it's like agile finance. So then look at stuff. Do do like on my website, I have a, like, you could get a free expense killer and you list all your subscriptions out. Then you fill out a form that says, what do I use this subscription for? What else could I use it for? You know, what else do I have that I could use this for? And like, I have not found a single person who hasn't saved themselves $1,000 a year downloading this form. Wow. Okay? So <laughs> Strong value prop there, folks. Yeah, and it's I'll free. link that in the show notes. <laughs> and, then you, and, then, and then you keep on doing that. And so, and you keep on looking at it. And then maybe you come up with some KPIs that say where your costs are. You know, and then every week you look at that KPI and said, what progress have I made? And by the end of the quarter, you know, you've saved yourself maybe $2,800. And then $2,800 that every quarter you get $2,800 more in. So every year, then what's 2,800 times four? It's, uh, it's like 56 tw- times two, two it's 100. 12, it's 11,200. Yeah. Something so like there that. you go. 11,600. So, 11,600. Okay. So something around there. You know, oh, math you is were difficult right. no, people. You, you were right. 11,200. <laughs> so six um, and six is 12. Yeah. <laughs> Always has been. <laughs> Always has been. <laughs> so, and that's a way to, um, uh, and, then, and then, so if you believe you don't want to run your business dark, pick a quarter every, and, and do this. So there's four of these, there's four quarters in a year. So every year you're becoming more efficient, you're lowering your cost, you're becoming more profitable, and you're bringing in more sales at a cheaper cost. God, I love that so much. Because if, because... just one of these in a vacuum isn't going to help, right? You can only cut your expenses so much before you're like running a ghost ship, right? Right. uh, But you do it once a year, right? Every Mm -hmm. four quarters. Now you're like, well, what new expenses did I pick up that I really didn't need to pick up? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's so great. I keep a Google sheet of all of my subscriptions. Um, I think I got this from Justin Wise. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with him. He's like a really smart and funny dude. Um, <laughs> I like smart. Funny but dude. he, when I first met him, uh, I met him at Cabo Press, which is our mutual friend oh, yeah. Chris mm-hmm. Lemma's event. Um, and uh, he called me Italian Joe because that's how I like. <laughs> and I called him Io and Justin. So, um, but he he kind of recommended something similar. I'm going to recommend Nev's resource because it's already <laughs> set up and you don't have to do anything. Um, but like, I created a spreadsheet. 
And uh, with kind of what I was paying, if it was monthly or yearly, and then the total cost. And then I labeled each one like need, nice to have, or cut. Uh, and I was probably about a thousand bucks. I was able to save myself that way. Um, and and so, I, you know, I think it's, you see measurable progress pretty immediately with that, especially with that approach. And and the other thing, the, the other key thing is um, that if you, you probably are duplicating services, like we all want the best, like your project management software probably has time tracking in it. So you probably mm. don't need Harvest. You yeah. know, Google Doc, like a G Suite subscription will do a hell of a lot. You know, yeah. and there's other programs that do that do better, but maybe you don't need. Maybe it's not like, and I love that co- column you have. Maybe it's a nice to have, but it's not required. You know, yeah. that you need something like ultra special, perfect. You know, because we always yeah. convince ourselves we're 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 one product away from one SaaS away from you know making so much more money. We're one AppSumo away. Yeah. The death of yeah. a good business is buying AppSumos. <laughs> We're one AppSumo away from <laughs> making more money. I love that. Um, <laughs> and you're right. You know, like, I, so I have a SetApp subscription. Are you familiar with SetApp? I am not. Okay. So this is a $10 a month subscription and you basically get access to a, a, a Mac and iOS app bundle. Oh, cool. So there's like a whole bunch of apps included. It's, it's like... Um, you know, it's almost, and, and then I guess whoever downloads the app, like each app developer gets a cut. I don't think about that side of the business because it seems like a nightmare to run. But <laughs> um, it makes sense for me because the number of apps I use would cost me more than 120 bucks a year, mm-hmm. first of all. But when I need a new app, that's the first place I look. I'm not buying a new app if, I'm, if there's already something available in a set app because I'm already paying for that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I'm going to, I will check that out. Check it out. I have an affiliate link, so. Uh, oh, cool. Send it to me. <laughs> send it to you, yeah. <laughs> Get yourself a cup of coffee. This episode is brought to you by Store Builder from Nexus. When it comes to setting up an e-commerce site, you have a choice between easy but limited or a limitless platform that you need to manage yourself. Until now. Store Builder is e-commerce made easy for everybody. It saves you time and delivers a storefront that lets you get to selling. As someone who set up multiple e-commerce sites, I can tell you that Store Builder has been a much easier experience than anything else. Answer a few questions, add your content, and sell. Store Builder was created and is supported by e-commerce experts at Nexus. Get the speed, security, and support you need when you need it. Are you ready to launch your perfect online store? Head over to howibuilt.it slash storebuilder for a special offer. That's howibuilt.it slash storebuilder. I also have, you're trying to make decisions. I also have a resource, I think it's still on the website, called a shiny object or needed tool. So that once once you do the expense killer, once you go through that, now when you're making decisions in the future, this helps you make better decisions. And um, once you do it like three or four times, you kind of, then you could do it subconsciously. You fill out the form a couple, and then it, you're just training your brain. Like you've done like uh, profit first now for a little bit. Now you don't need to do it because you think through that stuff anyways. So um, yeah, and this just helps you train how to think about making new decisions. Because we always fall, I mean, like even me who knows all this stuff. I mean, I fall victim to shiny object all the time and I have to check myself. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely true, right? Because we we are all human. We fall victim to that decision bias, right? I've... Mm -hmm. You wouldn't believe how many new courses or new videos or whatever, like new <laughs> learning resources I started because like one person wrote in and asked. And I was like, people are asking for this. Like no person <laughs> has asked for this. <laughs> like Chris would say, N equals one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So like um, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I'm just going to say... Uh, the show notes, you'll be able to find all of Nev's free resources. Uh, that's going to be over at howibuilt.it slash 277. So you can find more about Nev, his free resources. We're also going to talk about what it's like hiring a publicist uh, in Build Something More. So you can also become a member for 50 bucks a year. That's that's um, That passes the shiny object test. That Good, good. You, you'll <laughs> learn stuff. You will learn stuff. Um, and that's less than a cup of coffee, right? A month. Yeah. So, uh, you can, you can join again over at how I built at slash two, seven, seven. Um, okay. So, uh, looking at costs that, that one's the most obvious to me, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, you make a list, check it twice, uh, <laughs> see what I'm using and, and where there's overlap and just cut those expenses. I did that on January 1st this year. And it like, it's just like the, endorphin hit that you get from like successfully canceled. That's like money just came back to me. It was great. But what about the, the other three, right? Um, efficiency. Like how do I know if I'm running an efficient business? All right. <clears throat> now efficiency. Um, I'll, I'll tell you there, the, the golden ratio, this is if you have is, uh, comes in the efficiency category and it is, your your time or your team's time, if you if you have people working for you, it's your total hours divided by your billable hours. And that'll give you a ratio. Okay. Now, now say, and you know, what's the right ratio? Well, that depends on it really depends on your company, you know, on how your team is working, how you're working. But what you'll find over over time is you'll develop a trend. Now, most people you want to be around 70%, but if you're at 40%, that might just be your business. If you're at 90%, 70% might be bad. But just, you know, for a ballpark, we'll say 70. So, um, and so you'll know if that number drops below 70, that means yourself or your team isn't doing like enough work that you could bill for. So, and, and then, and, and the great part about that ratio is it affects all, that's in the efficiency category, but it affects all four of them. Because if you yeah. drop to 40, you might have a sales problem because you're just not providing the work for them, for your team to work on or for you to work on. So you don't, you can't generate the billable hours or maybe you have an underpricing problem. And so your team or, or, or yourself, when you find out what your billable hours should be, what, what your rate should be is you're underpricing it and you can't make any money on it because even though you're, you're, you're billing the hell out of stuff, you can't make any money because your, your price isn't high enough. Or, you know, you could say um, your costs, like, so again, what the cost is, is, is like, maybe you're distracted. Maybe you're not focusing on the products. Maybe you're off doing like spending like weeks worth of time developing podcast teasers that nobody's ever going to hear a subject. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and then, and then that shows in that number. So if you're tracking that num- number, uh, uh, like constantly, it, it reflects on your whole business. I have a whole course on KPIs just coming up with these key performance indicators. 
that will that that at you know with five minutes like a week could tell you your your financial like status of your business. I call it your financial yeah. fitness. So yeah, and and then it's uh um and all these courses, everything I have tons of free resources and I have all these courses and all the courses are under two hundred dollars. So it's not oh, wow. like you it's, you're not gonna go in and see something for two thousand dollars. Because I, you know, my goal is I really want to help people. My, like my stated goal is I want to help 10,000 agencies, agency owners, freelancers, creators, like use uh, user finances as a tool to grow their business so they can create more profit and impact in the world. Uh, I think that's great. And, you know, you talk about efficiency. That really resonates w- with me as a creator um, because I think it's hard for creators to figure out this ratio, right? Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily doing billable hours most of the time, right? If you have a right. full content business, we'll say. Um, but one of the first things I did for for my podcast was hire an editor mm-hmm. because it was taking me two hours to edit a 40-minute episode and I could instead pay 30 to $50 for someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, coming from the freelance world, I knew my billable rate was $150 an hour. So would I rather spend 300 bucks of my own time or would I rather pay someone 50 bucks? And then I have those two hours back to work out brand deals or talk to mm-hmm. sponsors, right? So now I've taken that time. For $50, I got back two hours, which I then turned into $5,000 by locking in a long-term sponsor, for example. So we have another ratio that I've, I've, I have. Um, it's, it's your ratio. That is the exact same thing, but it's how many hours are you spending on the work? And if, because you should be, because there's all sorts of things you, you, you could uh, farm out, like you just said. Because if you're spending too much time on the work, you're, you're chasing pennies and leaving the dollars laying on the floor. So, and you don't want to do that. And so you want to be, you want to be in there as the CEO of your business, as the CEO of your one person business or two, you know, like you need to be bringing in other people. You need to be outsourcing the lower, like the cheap work, you know, even $50, you might be saying, no, $50 isn't cheap work. But when, right. when Joe says he could create a $5,000 partnership, like when you could create sponsorships and sell sponsorships and be creating like strategic partnerships with other people to get your message out there to increase your subscribers, you know, that is, that is what the CEO of a business does. Yeah, that's exactly right. And yeah, totally, right? I get the bill from my editor sometimes and it's, you know, sometimes it's close to $1,000 and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I just, you know, I batch these episodes. I send him a lot of episodes sometimes. But it does. It works out to about 50 bucks an episode. And at 50 bucks an episode, if I have a full slate of sponsors, I'm making 900 bucks an episode. Super easy math, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. Uh, your ratio, right? Because creators, we, we want to try to do everything. Edit. Video edit. I, I was a video editor for hire for a long time. <laughs> And then I was like, God, I hate editing. Uh-huh. And now I have a video editor too. And you know what? Like I was the bottleneck in my own courses because I would shoot the stuff and then I'd have to edit the videos. Now I shoot the stuff, 
I send the videos off to my editor. Shout out to Fred. He edits them again way faster than I would do, uh, than I would do it. My virtual assistant creates the title cards, right? The thumbnails for the videos. Mm-hmm. And I can focus on making the marketing material, getting myself on podcasts, providing value for people, building my mailing list, and then selling the course. That's the stuff that, I mean, honestly, I probably want to hire somebody to do some of that other stuff, but the biggest time sucks for me and the things I liked doing the least are the things I hired out for first. I'll I'll tell you a story that I just that I'm going to look into right after this podcast is um, Riverside the the program that you use because I had a podcast and and my podcast has gone into a lull because for me it's not that it takes so much time and I couldn't hire somebody to do this but it's just I just don't like doing it and it's a drag it's a hassle to like record it in our recorded in Camtasia recorded in GarageBand and then. Package that up, upload in the drive, send a link to my designer and have them. And so to me, like, that's one of the reasons, like, I've not, like, if I was going to be completely honest, I've not really done podcasts lately because it was just such a hassle to, to all the work afterwards that I was just like, ah, I'll get back to that. So, you know, like Riverside, you were explaining, like, I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. So I could just send a link to my guy and not have to worry about anything. So I'm in. Yep. My goal, my goal in life is to make uh, podcasters as efficient as possible so that <laughs> they can get sponsors and actually make money with their podcast. Like that's, that's my whole thing now. Don't um, you have a LinkedIn course on that? You have like 52 LinkedIn courses, don't all you? Of, it's fun, funnily <laughs> enough, all of my LinkedIn courses are development courses. So like oh. they're all courses from my previous life, which I kind of like because now I have a very specific niche on LinkedIn and I don't have to worry about like stepping on LinkedIn content with my non-LinkedIn content, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's definitely nice. I Like there's not a lot of cross-pollination of audiences, but... It's nice that like I don't ever have to worry about, oh, I want to sell this course on my own, but like I kind of have a similar one on LinkedIn. Um, so, and also I'll just say full disclosure, Riverside is a former sponsor of this podcast. As far as I know, the discount code still works. So you can get three months for free if you use the code <laughs> Joe30 or 30 months, uh, 30% off, something like that. If you use the code Joe30. Uh, but I, I love Riverside. Writing that down. Yeah, it's, it's made my life so much easier. Because you're right, we would do the dance, right? Get on Zoom, record in GarageBand. I would tell my guest how to record their side of the audio using QuickTime. Like, and then when I started doing this for hire for other people, you know, one of my clients was uh, in her 60s. She would have guests who were in their 70s. <laughs> um, and I'm like, am I, do I really want to tell this like 70-year-old person uh, not to be like ageist or whatever, but they, they, they didn't come from the tech field. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came from like the activist field or the law field. And so I'm like, am I really going to talk them through? Open up QuickTime. Now lower your volume all the way. Now see that like inscrutable icon. Click on that. Like, no way. I got Riverside and I'm like, click on this link. It'll do everything else. Totally worth it. So yeah, you know, you need to, just like I tell people, like you need to make it as easy as possible for people to pay you. 
You need to make it as easy as possible for you to get paid. Uh, whether that's like reducing friction in the work you do or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I tell you, I'm using an interior designer because to, to redo my house. And this woman, she sends me a bill in the mail where I have to write a check. And then, and she's not cheap. So it's, it's a big bill every time. Yeah. And I have to write a check. And then I have to have the money in my personal checking account to cover the check. And I don't have that much money in my personal checking account because I only put money in it when I need to pay bills. And I pay bills once a month because just, just the way I, I, I do yeah. things. And, and, and she makes it, and I, say, and I tell her, I said, it's going to take me a couple weeks to pay you. And she gets kind of pissy about that. And I said, you know, just take a damn credit card and, I, and it would be so much easier. I'd pay you in a second. Well, she set up... Um, you know, she finally set up something like Zelle, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then I'm capped at $500 a week. So as soon as she sends me the email, five seconds later, she gets $500 from Zelle. You know, but it's just like people say, oh, but credit cards are going to cost two and a half percent. But your cash flow and getting the money from people, you know, when they have it, you know, when they're ready to pay, it's so important. Yeah. It's so much, it's so worth that two and a half percent. But people don't want to, people don't want to give up that two and a half percent, but they're giving up so much more. You know, and so much more stress and hassle in their life. Yeah, so. that's like, and you know, I've seen people who are like, oh, if you use a credit card, I'm going to charge you an extra 3% or whatever. And I'm like, credit cards are, that's a cost of doing business. But, yes. but let's look at revenue, right? Uh, charge more, right? Yes. How, how, how do you get more per sale? This is something I think a lot of people are afraid of. Um, and this is, again, I think you work mostly with agencies, but um when when we're talking about brand deals, right? Uh, I you know I get like half of my income comes from brand deals, from sponsorships, or from people who uh, who pay for sponsored placement on my YouTube channel. And I I've been doing this a long time, so I have you know one guy basically looked at my price for YouTube. He said that's too high for the number of subscribers you have. What's your bottom price? And I was like, you're looking at it. <laughs> you're looking at it because I'm going to make you a good video that that you can point to. If your game is just about like paying for number of subscribers, you can sponsor any YouTube video for 99 bucks. But if you want a custom video like review, then you got to pay more for that. So um, I'm going to hold, I'm going to withhold a comment. Right. That uh, because it has to do with the PR we're going to be talking about and the how, how I built it, but it's, it exactly addresses that point. How and I built that slash two two seven two two seven seven. Oh my gosh, <laughs> how I built that slash two seven seven. Because I have some really interesting thoughts on what you just said there, and and I've proven them, you know, personally, you know, with with my own money. So, anyways, moving on. Awesome. That's um, enough of a tease. <laughs> yeah, love it. Uh, I love it. Become a member of the Creator Crew. You get you get so much, you get so much good stuff for less than five bucks a month. This episode is brought to you by LearnDash. Look, I've been making courses for a long time. I've taught at the college level and I've created curriculums for several different organizations, including Udemy, Sessions College, and LinkedIn Learning. When I create my own courses, there's no better option than LearnDash. LearnDash combines cutting-edge e-learning tools with WordPress. They're trusted to power learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, and creators worldwide. What makes LearnDash so great is it was created by and is run by people who deeply understand online learning and adds features that are truly helpful for independent course creators. 
I love the user experience. And now you can import Vimeo and YouTube playlists and have a course created automatically in seconds. I trust LearnDash to run my courses and membership, and you should too. Learn more at howibuilt.it slash LearnDash. We looked at costs and efficiency, but what about revenue and profit, right? I mean, you mentioned like, you know, you can get more sales or you can get more per sale. We opened up the episode by saying like, go after the, the higher, the people who are willing to, to pay more. How do you get to that? You know, I can't just on my first day of being a web designer be like, yeah, give me $20,000 for this website. (laughs) Great question. Why can't I? Like, (laughs) why should I? How do I do it? Right? So <laughs> you do it by saying, I want $20,000 for that website. <laughs> you know, um, it's just, it all, it all comes, I mean, maybe you want to, just like they say in podcasts, interview your neighbor and something like that. Maybe you want to build a couple websites for mm. your, um, uh, your neighbors and stuff like that and, you know, people. But um, I think uh, it's just like, so when you price things, okay, if you want to talk about pricing, the problem that people run into when they price too low is their costs kill them and cost overruns kill them. Okay. So it's, uh, and, and, that, and that's when, when people always say, uh, there's another thing that more sales solves all problems. And, you know, my response to that is if you have a cup and that cup has a hole in it, okay, and you're thirsty, Putting more water in that cup is not going to help your thirst. It's going to flood your house. <laughs> so if you have a business where your pricing is, is, is off and your cost can like get out of control sometimes, if you're following the greatest pricing model in the world, but you know your costs run out of control because it takes too long, you misquoted, you did this, you know, and you get 10 times more of those projects in, it's going to kill your, it's going to kill your business. Because you're gonna you're you're gonna get a lot more sales. You're gonna have a million dollars worth of sales and a hundred and you know a million and a half in expenses. So what you got to do first is like really get a hold of your cost, and then you could uh, start you know raise your and then you raise your price to the fact that you you know you have your cost set as a foundation, and then you build your business on that. So. You know, I mean, you need authority and you need, um, so a great way to do it is, is what, what I'll give you, I'll give you another example of, of how to do this in the meantime. So, and this, this goes back to what we're talking about in the beginning too. So I had started the nevharris.com brand in 2018 on the side, you know, as a side project, not spending much time with it, but I built up the thing. I, I, I threw up blogs there and everything like that. Fast forward to March, 2020. Okay. They, you know, the world was going to hell. They wanted somebody that could talk about money and wouldn't put their audience to sleep. That was me. And then they were able to go back and see that I had the website. I had blogs up that would had been up for a couple years. I had all this stuff backfilled, even though I hadn't really had I hadn't sold a thing in that business. I had just been doing that business as a passion project to help some people you know, throw some information out there to help some people, but I look super professional. So CBS, NBC, you name the major media outlet, wanted me. So, and it was because, you know, I had built up that authority. Now, had I done, like at that point, had I done a lot of the stuff? No. 
But was I able to then sell the stuff and was I able to make people happy with the stuff? Yeah. You know why? Because I knew the stuff before I went into it. And that's the thing. We always discredit what we already know and we already can do because we don't think we have the experience. It's the same thing with education. I mean, I'm really well educated, but I think it's a bunch of crap. You know, most of the time, honestly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it really depends, but like I I feel like I learned more in two years of grad school than I did in four years of undergraduate. And I, I love my education, but, um, you know, I think it, it really, it really depends, I guess. Um, I had somebody, yeah. like I, I did sales consulting and I would have salespeople and, I, so, and I'd run teams of salespeople and I would tell them, and everybody wanted a business card. I wouldn't give them a business card because I wanted them to go out and make a sale without a business card because the business card was a crutch. Yeah. And this is back in the time when business cards, I'm a little older, sure. we're back in time when business yeah, yeah. cards actually existed. But, you know, and I wanted them to go out and see that they can make connections and make sales without a business card because they didn't need that, that they had it all inside of them. And so I think that, I think that's the biggest problem we have with pricing higher because we don't believe in ourselves. Other people are going to believe in ourselves if we believe in ourselves. I love that. Um, and, and you're right, right? It's easy to say like, oh, I gave out a hundred business cards. I don't know what's happening, right? But like, you know, a business, business card is not a closed sale. Yeah. So if if someone, or it's almost like, oh, uh, I, I gave, I would do this in high school all the time. I was not good with women. Um, <laughs> oh, I gave her my number, right? I, I didn't get her number. I gave her my number. I put the ball in her court, uh-huh. right? So now if, oh, if she doesn't call me, I guess she didn't like me, right? Um, so, but if I got her number, right, then I could try calling her and I could show yeah. her the wonderful guy. I mean, I guess that worked out because I'm married happily with three kids. <laughs> but um, the point is putting the ball in, in someone else's court is a little bit of a scapegoat. Yeah, it's um, vanity metrics. Yeah, yeah, it's vanity metrics. Exactly, right? Just like revenue. Like you said, revenue is like, I've heard people go like, oh, I have, yeah, I'm making a million in revenue. And I'm like, what, what are your expenses? Like if yeah. your, if your expenses are a million dollar, a million and one dollars, then you're not running a good business. You're operating <laughs> at a loss. I had a friend that uh, had grown her business like huge over four years, was at half a million dollars. Her goal was to get to 750000 that year. She got to a million. She was making, her profit margin fell more than double. So she actually wow. made less money, but had four times the stress and headaches Jeez. for less money. And because, uh, yeah, because I was helping her out along, and I, I was, I was, I was helping herself, and I was helping. And then she, then she, she was feeling herself. Yeah. And I said, we don't. I said, we don't want to scale that fast. And she says, and you know, she says, ah, you know, you're just a hater. So you know, and then you know, so she came. Good, good, good friend of mine, one of my very best friends. But she came back. She's like, okay, could you help me? I was yeah. like, yes. So, sometimes, <laughs> it, some, you know, it's. Uh, I can tell. I can tell my son. He's almost two. I can tell him as many times mm-hmm. as I want. Oh, don't don't put your finger in the door; it's gonna get hurt. <laughs> but he, until until his finger actually gets hurt, he's not gonna listen to me. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> when I use my two year old, it sounds really callous. I should use yeah, my five year old. I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm used, not talking down to you. Should I should have used my five year old. I look like a five year old. Um, so there's two more things I want to touch on here because I sure. think they're really important. Again, no matter what business, um, 
gear you're running. Um, people say more sales solve all problems. I love that you debunk that, right? Because mm-hmm. it's really easy to think that in a digital business, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, if I just sell more courses, if I make more courses, if I sell more courses. Um, imagine you have like a physical product with a fixed cost. Imagine it costs 99 cents to make that thing. The lowest you could absolutely sell it for without operating at a loss is 99 cents. Mm-hmm. So if you drop it to 98 cents just to get more sales, you're losing a penny per sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is, right, um, Yeah, if you believe in yourself, right, uh, you need to charge more. Here's the thing about new projects. Those new potential clients or new potential brands, they don't know how much your last client or brand paid you for your work. Right. If you believe that your work is now worth more, maybe because of that project, then you should charge them more. You shouldn't be like, oh, well, I this is how much I charge for the last project. No. Especially if it's worth more to that new client or that new brand. Right, right. And so people are going to have a... Now, now I can tell you right now, the pushback people are going to have to this. And it's going to be like, well, that's greedy capitalism. So... But like, you know, what can you do with that money? So you could give your team, then, then if, if, if you're not a greedy capitalist, then you could turn, if you're a smart capitalist, what I would call a compassionate capitalist, you could turn around and give your team raises. You could turn around and fund a little league team in your community. You could turn around in the WordPress community and give five for five. You know, you could do so much, you could create so much more impact when you have so much, when, when you're making so much more money. So, and it's the ugly truth of our society, but you know, it's true that that, and so you could take some of your time and donate it because you don't have to be working your fingers to the bone to make a subsistence living. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's only greedy capitalism if you're a greedy capitalist, right? Like, exactly. I'm, I want to charge more. I want to make as much money as possible because I want to make my family as comfortable as possible. Right. And that's Um, a good thing. And, you know, I donate money to certain causes every, every year. Um, my friend Maddie Osman, who was on the show, she makes a donation every month to a different charity uh, as a way to give back. When you make money, you can do whatever you want with it and you can hoard it, you know, like Scrooge, <laughs> like Scrooge or whatever. Uh-huh. Or you can take care of yourself, take care of your family and then take care of the community. And then your team is important in there too. You could grow a bigger team so that you could t- take on like bigger projects and get stuff done better for your clients. And then, and then this, all, this all snowballs because yeah. then you have a better team, you have a more committed team that are taking care of the clients better. And then the clients are happier, so they're referring you to more people, so you're making more money. You know, and then you, and then it's just especially if you kind of outsource some of the stuff. Like I have a Filipino designer that, you know, what I pay him he takes care of his whole extended family. So imagine the impact and the reach you have for that. And it doesn't cost me that much more, you know? And so it's just like, yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, yeah, the, 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 not to get into a rant about capitalism, so I'll shut up now, but you know. (laughs) No, but no, but like, I, I mean, I, I totally get it. Right. And this is like, this is, this is the benefit of, um, running your own business, whether it's an agency or whether you're a creator. Mm -hmm. If you want to handcuff yourself to a fixed dollar amount, that's only the amount of money you need. You'd be better off getting a full-time job because you're, you're setting yourself to a fixed income and 
you're not dealing with the stress of running a business. But mm-hmm. if you want to grow your business and create appreciable difference for you, for your family, for the people who work for you, I gave, I have a, 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 um, a Filipino VA. I gave her a 50% raise recently because she's, t- I mean, she's totally worth it to me and she really appreciates that. Mm-hmm. She saves me so much time every week. And so I, I wanted to make sure she doesn't leave me for, for <laughs> a better job or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then the impact she's going to be able to create with, um, and like, like I said, with me, like with the money that I had made, you know, when I got really sick, you know, I wasn't destitute. I didn't, you know, I didn't miss a meal. I didn't miss a mortgage payment. I didn't miss a car payment and I didn't lose my business, you know? Uh, and I had to shut down one of my businesses, which was, I wasn't too sad about because I was burned <laughs> out by it, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind but, of the bonus. <laughs> but I mean, this is, this is the sort of thing that financial freedom can give you, right? So as yeah. we're wrapping up here, uh, Nev, this has been great. Um, I haven't asked you, you've given us so much great advice, but do you have any trade secrets for us? <laughs> so I, I the, the, the biggest trade secret I'll have will be that um, so much about minds so much about money and so much about life is around mindset and that if you could get over your fear your thinking of the complexity of the time it will take and realize that there are systems out there that will allow you to understand the stuff and apply the stuff in a short easy way that, you know, and then you'll be able to use your bit, uh, money as a tool to grow your business. So I think that's, you know, I think that's, that's, that's that, that is powerful. I love that. Um, Nev, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Uh, if they want to, um, nevharris.com is my website. I'm the Nev Harris at most social media. So I'm primarily on Twitter and we're bringing up Instagram again. I'm getting back involved in the social game. We have a blog at nefharris.com. All right. So there's, yes, you'll find me. You'll find me scattered about the interwebs. Nice. You getting into TikTok? You TikToking? <laughs> See, with my ADD and TikTok, it doesn't really work out well. I, know, <laughs> I need but, stuff that can be planned out. <laughs> I hear I hear you can get all the best financial advice on TikTok. Right? <laughs> like, whatever. Um, well, Nev, this was great. I really appreciate it. If if you want to find, if you want to learn more about Nev, go to any of the things he mentioned, get those free resources he mentioned. I will link to that and everything we talked about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 277. Once again, if you want ad-free extended episodes of this podcast where you can hear Nev and I talk about what it's like hiring a publicist and uh, a story based on when I told the bottom price story. That's how I'm going to, that's how I'll, I'll key you into that. Um, you can go to how I built it slash two seven, seven. There will be a link to join the creator crew right there for just 50 bucks a year, but that's it. Nev. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Thanks for having me. It was fun. And thanks to our sponsors and thanks to you, of course, for listening. I really appreciate it. And until next time, Get out there and build something.